And welcome back to The Word Encounter, episode 110. In The Word Encounter, we are traveling the Bible. We're going book by book, chapter by chapter, as we um, listen to and hear what the Word of God has to say to us. Uh, We concluded in Proverbs chapter 5 yesterday. Let's pick it up in Proverbs chapter 6. The title to this section says, um, Financial Entanglements. Verse 1, my son. If you have put up security for your neighbor or entered into an agreement with a stranger, you have been snared by the words of your mouth, trapped by the words from your mouth. Do this, my son, uh, and free yourself, for you have put yourself in your neighbor's power. Go humble, go humble yourself and plead with your neighbor. Don't give sleep to your eyes or slumber to your eyelids. Escape like a gazelle from a hunter, like a bird from a hunter's trap. And so this is warning against unwise financial entanglements, you know, putting up collateral for other people, uh, for strangers and whatnot. And people do this a lot. They do this. uh, They get they get uh, seduced by scams thinking as though that they're uh, going to make some money or whatever. And so Proverbs here is warning against that. So don't do that. You know, if you've done it, then do whatever you can to get out of it. And um, the title for the next section, starting at verse 6, says laziness. Verse 6, go to the ant, you slacker, observe its ways, and become wise. And so the word, you know, Solomon here is pointing to ants. He says, study the ants. Look how they operate. Without leader, administrator, or ruler, it prepares its provisions in the summer. It gathers its food during the harvest. See, it's saying... (laughs) Without, you know, any ruler or anything, they just innately know what to do in order to protect themselves. And so there's seed time and harvest time. So they know when to go plant and they know when to go harvest and they know not to eat their seed. So they know what they're doing with regard to sustaining themselves. Verse nine, how long will you stay in bed, you slacker? When will you uh, get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms to rest. And your poverty will come uh, like a robber, your need like a bandit. In other words, don't be lazy. You know, don't be slothful. It's saying a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms to rest. And before you know it, man, stuff will come in and just take everything that you have. The next section says what the Lord hates. Verse 16. The Lord hates six things. In fact, seven are detestable to him. Arrogant eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. And so a lot of times people point to this, and I agree with them with regard to abortion. It says he hates the hands that shed innocent blood. You can't get any more innocent than the unborn. They haven't had the opportunity to do anything yet. And so it says here that uh, he hates arrogant eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. Uh, Verse 18, a heart that plots wicked schemes, feet eager to run to evil, (laughs) feet that are always looking to do what isn't right, Uh, a lying witness who gives false testimony, and one who stirs up trouble among brothers. These are the things that the Lord hates. Examine those things. The title of the next section says, Warning against adultery. Like I said yesterday, the Proverbs has a lot to say about, you know, seduction and adultery and infidelity. Uh, verse 23. For command is a lamp, teaching is a light, and corrective discipline is the way of life. 
they will protect you from an evil woman, from the flattering tongue of a wayward woman. Don't lust in your heart for her beauty or let her captivate you, yeah, or let her captivate you with her eyelashes. Verse 26, for a prostitute's fee is only a loaf of bread, but the wife of another man goes after a precious life. And so what the word is warning against here is that, look, a prostitute, a loaf of bread, just, that's just going to cost you some money. But if you get involved in an adulterous relationship with another man's wife, that's going to cost you your life. Verse 27, can a man embrace fire and his clothes not be burned? Can a man walk on burning coals without scorching his feet? So it is with the one who sleeps with another man's wife. No one who touches her will go unpunished. Verse 32. The one who commits adultery lacks sense. Whoever does so destroys himself. He will get a bleeding or he will get a beating and dishonor and his disgrace will never be removed. For jealousy enrages a husband and he will show no mercy when he takes revenge. He will not be appeased by anything, anything or be persuaded by lavish bribes. You mess around with another man's wife and God help you because that energy and rage that that man is going to feel is not going to be dissuaded until he exacts his vengeance. This does not. Let's go on to Proverbs 7. And let's drop down to verse 4. It says, Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding your relative. In other words, don't be strangers to these things. Don't be a stranger to wisdom. Don't be a stranger uh, to understanding. She will keep you from a forbidden woman, a wayward woman uh, with her flattering talk. You see, it says she will keep you from a forbidden woman. She being wisdom and understanding will keep you from these temptations. And will keep you from a wayward woman who is trying to flatter you with her mouth, with her words. You know, many of us fall susceptible to that. You can't do it. A story of seduction, verse 6. At the window of my house, I looked through my window. I saw among the inexperienced, I noticed uh, among the youths, a young man lacking sense. <laughs> so he looked out the window and he saw a young man and he, li- he could just tell by looking at him he lacked sense. He is a knucklehead. Verse 8. Crossing the street near her corner, he strolled down the road to her house at twilight in the evening in the dark of the night. So he's witnessing this young man going towards the house of a married woman. A woman came to meet him, dressed like a prostitute, having a hidden agenda. She is loud and defiant. Her feet do not stay at home. Verse 12. Now in the street, now in the squares, she lurks at every corner. She grabs him and kisses him. She brazenly says to him, I've made uh, fellowship offerings. Uh, I've made fellowship offerings. Today I've fulfilled my vows. Now you can tell here by verse 14, uh, she's doing things out of tradition. She's saying, I've made my offering, my fellowship offerings to God. And today I fulfilled my vows. You know, I've done what I'm supposed to do. So, so now I'm free to do what I want to do. Right? <laughs> So I came out to meet you, to search for you, and I found you. I've spread coverings on my bed, richly colored linen from Egypt. 
I've uh, perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let's drink deeply of lovemaking until morning. Let's feast on each other's love. <laughs> my husband isn't home. He went on a long journey. He took a bag of silver with him and will come home um, at the time of the full moon. She seduces him with her persistent pleading. She lures with her flattering talk. He follows her impulsively like an ox going to the slaughter. Like a deer bounding towards a trap. Until an arrow pierces its liver. Like a bird darting into a snare. He doesn't know it will cost him his life. You know, he has succumbed to the moment. He has succumbed to the notion of secret pleasure. He doesn't know it will cost him his life. Chapter 8. Wisdom's Appeal, verse 1. Doesn't wisdom call out? Doesn't understanding make her voice heard? I firmly believe, I don't know this for a fact, but I firmly believe that wisdom is constantly speaking to us. And we're constantly making decisions on whether to adhere to what it's telling us or not. It's not that we do things out of ignorance. I believe that there is this still small voice speaking to us. No, that's not right. No, you shouldn't do that. But whether we pay attention to it or not is is up to us. You know, in a lot of uh, old cartoons and movies, sometimes they have the, the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other shoulder and both speaking to the person. I think it's kind of like that. I don't think the ways of the Lord are secret to people. People know. It's just a question of whether they're going to abide by it or not. It's not that they don't know. And so <clears throat> doesn't wisdom call out? Doesn't wisdom call out to you? How many times has wisdom called out to you and you ignored it and did what you wanted to do anyway, even though wisdom was telling you not to do that or not doing something because you didn't want to do it, although wisdom was telling you to do it? Doesn't understanding make her voice heard? Verse three, besides the gates uh, leading into the city at the main entrance, she cries out, people, I call out to you. My cry is to the children of Adam. Learn to be shrewd, uh, you who are inexperienced. Develop common sense, you who are foolish. Listen, for I speak of noble things, and what my lips say is right. For my mouth tells the truth, and wickedness is detestable to my lips. Again, this is wisdom speaking. My mouth tells the truth, and wickedness is detestable to my lips. I hate, I hate wickedness, so that's not going to come out of my mouth. All the words from my mouth are righteous. None of them are deceptive or perverse. Verse 9, all of them are clear to the perceptive and right to those who discover knowledge. There's a resonance in your spirit when you hear something and you know it's true. When wisdom is speaking and you know it's true. <clears throat> it's, the word here is saying that uh, wisdom is clear to the perceptive, to those who are, are inclined to want to hear it, who are in search of it, it will be made clear to you. And right down to those who discover knowledge, same thing. Verse 13, to fear the Lord is to hate evil. You see, we, we have the term that we use a lot of times today in, in worldwide society of hater. 
you know, and you hear people say, well, God is love. This and that. Well, yes, God is love, but he hates evil. He hates sin. And so, yes, he does hate. And so you can say that God is a hater. Yes, he is a hater of sin. He is a hater of wickedness. He is a hater of unrighteousness. He is a hater of injustice. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate arrogant pride, evil conduct, and perverse speech. These are the things that the Lord hates. Verse 14, I possess good advice and sound wisdom. I have understanding and strength. It is by me that kings reign and rulers enact just law. By me, uh, princes lead, as do nobles and all righteous judges. I love those who love me and those who search for me find me. The word says, seek and you shall find. You want wisdom, seek God. You seek God, you get the fear of the Lord on you, which, which means that you, you, you respect, you have an awe, you have a reverence for the Lord, then you have access to his wisdom. With me are riches and honor, lasting wealth and righteousness. So with me, with wisdom, there are riches and honor, lasting wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than solid gold and my harvest than pure silver. I walk in the ways of righteousness along the paths of justice, giving wealth as an inheritance to those who love me and filling their treasures. Where it says wisdom gives you wealth as an inheritance to those who love him, who love what you love wisdom and filling their treasures. That means you're not going to behave and act stupidly and foolishly. And these are some of the benefits of adhering to wisdom. Verse 22, the Lord acquired me at the beginning of his creation before his works of long ago. It says that the Lord acquired, purchased wisdom. I was formed before ancient times, from the beginning, before the earth began. I was born when there was no watery depths and no springs uh, filled the water. Before the mountains were established prior to the hills, I was given birth before he made the land, the fields, or the first soil on the earth. I was there when he established the heavens, when he laid out the horizon on the surface of the ocean, when he placed uh, the skies above, when the fountains of the ocean gushed out, when he set a limit for the sea so that the waters would not violate his command, when he laid out the foundations of the earth. I was a skilled craftsman before him, Beside him, excuse me, uh, I was a skilled craftsman beside him. I was his delight every day, always rejoicing before him. So it's already saying that wisdom was a skilled craftsman, that wisdom was his delight every day, that wisdom was always rejoicing before God. Verse 34, anyone who listens to me is happy watching uh, at my doors every day, waiting by the post of my doorway. For the one who finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. I mean, I like that. I like that. For the one who finds me, for the one who finds wisdom, finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But the one who misses me, but the one who misses wisdom harms himself. All who hate me love death. Not mincing words here, you know, making it very plain, very clear. Chapter 9. Wisdom versus foolishness. 
Wisdom has built her house. She has carved out her seven pillars. She has prepared her meat. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her male, uh, excuse me, she has sent out her female servants. She calls out from the highest points of the city. So wisdom is set on high and it's calling out. Wisdom is calling. Who will adhere to me? Who will listen to me? It's calling. It's calling. Whoever is inexperienced, enter here. To the one who lacks sense, she says, come, eat my bread and drink the wine I have mixed. So it says, look, if you're inexperienced, I'll come. Partake. Come dine with me. Wisdom is extending an invitation. Come. Come sup with me. Come on. Leave inexperience behind and you will live. Pursue the way of understanding. Leave that foolishness that you've been involved with. Come listen to me. Listen to wisdom. Okay. And you will live. Verse 7, the one who corrects a mocker will bring abuse on himself. The one who rebukes the wicked will get hurt. What does this mean? This means that there are people that just don't want to hear anything with regarding righteousness, Lord, God, you know, uh, things, of, uh, things of God. They, they just they mock God. They don't want anything to do with it. And it says that if you attempt to correct those people, if you um, uh, attempt to um, rebuke them, then you're going to suffer some consequences. Now, I have to make a distinction here. This isn't talking about, in my opinion, sharing the gospel with people. Right? Because if you're sharing the testimony of Jesus, uh, you're not sharing any condemnation with them. You're not sharing uh, anything uh, that is directed at them uh, negatively or anything like that. You're trying to help save them. You're trying to be a conduit to their salvation. Okay, And it says here that uh, and so you're not trying to correct them. And so verse seven says the one who corrects or attempts to correct a mocker, you know, and the ones who rebukes or attempts to rebuke a wicked one, then there are going to be some issues. It says rebuke the wise and he will love you. So it's making a contrast here. Right. And so you try to rebuke the wicked. OK, you try to re you, uh, rebuke or correct a mocker, you'll get one kind of response. But to rebuke the wise the wise one will love you. Verse 9, instruct the wise and he will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and he will learn more. You see, the, the wise and the righteous are not going to react uh, and be, um, uh, you know, deflective or they're not going to uh, be defensive or anything like that. The, 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 the righteous and the wise want to know. They want to know so that they can correct their ways, they, that they can correct their thinking, that they can correct what they're doing. That's the path of the wise. Verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And so the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That is when you start your journey. That is when the journey to wisdom is started, when you fear the Lord. Once you fear the Lord, then you are open to his ideas, to his thoughts, to his concepts, his precepts. You see, before you fear the Lord, you're not open to that. But when you fear the Lord, you become open to that, and your journey on the, the, the path to wisdom is initiated. 
Fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me your days will be many, and years will be added to your life. Verse 13, folly is a rowdy woman. (laughs) She is gullible and knows nothing. She sits by the doorway of her house uh, on a seat at the highest point of the city, calling to those who pass by, uh, who go straight ahead on their paths. Whoever is inexperienced, enter here. Now remember, wisdom made the same invitation. Whoever is inexperienced, enter here. To the one who lacks sense, she says, stolen, uh, yeah, stolen water is sweet and bread eaten secretly is tasty. This is referring to illicit sex. It says stolen water is sweet, you know, doing something, for instance, with somebody else's spouse. That's stealing. And uh, bread eaten secretly, so we do this thing in secret, is tasty. And so they said, you know, we can do this thing in, uh, in secret and nobody will know, and we'll just be enjoying ourselves, having a good time. This is folly calling out. 18, but he doesn't know that the departed spirits are there, that her guests are in the depths of Sheol. He doesn't know that that is the path towards death. You know, death, death comes cloaked. It comes cloaked in something alluring. But beneath that cloak is pure evil. Chapter 10. <clears throat> Verse 2. Well, it says a collection. These are a collection of Solomon's, uh, Solomon's Proverbs. Ill-gotten gains do not profit anyone, but righteousness uh, rescues from death. The Lord will not let the righteous go hungry, but he denies the wicked what they crave. Verse 4, idle hands make one poor, but diligent hands bring riches. The son who gathers during summer is prudent. The son who sleeps during harvest is disgraceful. Verse 9, the one who lives with integrity lives securely, but whoever perverts his ways will be found out. You don't do anything in secret. Verse 13, wisdom is found on the lips of the discerning, but a rod is for the back of the one who lacks sense. (laughs) That is self-explanatory. The one who um, follows instruction is on the path to life, but the one who rejects correction goes astray. When there are many words, sin is unavoidable, but the one who controls his lips is prudent. Stop talking so much. You know, keep talking, talking, talking. In many cases, that's like a shovel in your hands, digging your own grave. Verse 24, what the wicked dreads will come to him, but what the righteous desire will be given to them. You see, one will come to him, the wicked, what they dread will come to him, but given to the righteous will be their desires. Verse 27, the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. Verse 28, the hope of the righteous is joy, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. Verse 32, the lips of the righteous know what is appropriate, but the mouth of the wicked only what is perverse. No explanation necessary. And with that, we will conclude uh, episode 110. We'll pick it up in episode 111 tomorrow. Everybody have a tremendous day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye now.